0: A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans, from the Rookery End. Hello, John, it's Christmas Eve in the middle of summer.
1: (laughs) The excitement is there. The emo, e E what they call those kids things on on Twitter?
0: Um, I think they're officially called hash flags.
1: Hash flags, Okay. A little Watford hash uh, flag.
0: you can tell the age we're living in. I, I cooked, uh, cooked a breakfast for the uh, for the whole family the other other week. Arlo said, "Can I have some more bacon," and uh, Florence said, "Can I have some more hashtags," and she meant hash browns.
1: <laughs> well, um, yeah, it, it is uh, welcome. This is uh, from the in phone call. Uh, I'm John. Uh, on the other end of the phone call is Mike. Hi. Uh, and um, Mike, you weren't on the last podcast. Um, that Jason and Jordy and I were sat watching Watford against uh, uh, Sevilla, and um, uh, we were chatting away uh, predictions this week's all been about predictions. What's your prediction, Mike?
0: For this week, for this season, for season this first. Let's
1: go with the season first.
0: Right for the season, I, I found this really hard, and I've sort of been toing and froing in my mind all all year, and I've been all, all for the last couple of weeks. And what I've tried to do is say, right, someone's going to say you have to put your mortgage. On where Watford are going to finish,
1: oh, right. and
0: that sort of that's forcing myself to out me to make a, a an honest prediction. Because I think a lot of people are covering themselves a little bit, saying, "Oh, you know, I- I'm guilty of it." Saying, Oh, it's going to be really tough," and blah blah blah. So, right, I'm going to make a strong prediction. Yes, I think Watford Football Club are going to end the 2015-16 Premier League season in 16th place.
1: Oh, OK. Jason said 16th as well. I said 15th.
0: okay well, not very original then.
1: No. Uh, but, but
0: yeah, I think we'll have enough to stay up, yeah.
1: Because that's much higher uh, in the league terms uh, than uh, everybody else, because everybody's saying in the media that we are going to be yeah. 20th. Fair? Do you reckon yeah. it's fair of them to
0: say that? Well, I've, I've sort of had this conversation with a few people on, on Twitter and... I saw a um I saw an interesting sort of statement from a, a, a supporter of a, of an established Premier League um uh club and he said um can I kind of quote fans of newly promoted teams get perpetually enraged when they uh, when they're tipped for relegation. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of true. Anyone who goes up fancies themselves a little bit stirred and they've had a successful season the year before. Yeah. I remember feeling it under, under A.D. Boothroyd. I thought, oh, I'll surprise a few people here. We haven't, got a, we haven't got a great squad. But I think that team spirit, and then ultimately we came up miles short and the same happened in, in 2000 under under Graham Taylor. So I do understand why the media are quick to tip Watford for relegation because historically um, promoted sides have found it very, very difficult. Who hasn't? Well, I think there's teams like Stoke, the Swansea... Um, Southampton—they haven't found it found it difficult. They've they've gone on to to be successful. But over the over the course of the the Premier League years, if you like, it has historically been very difficult for for teams to stay up and and flourish. And not only that, but Watford have got an incredible amount of new signings, and they have got a new manager. Add that into the mix of what is already a difficult job. I can understand why a lot of the of the media don't don't fancy Watford but what frustrates everyone and and me and no doubt you is that they 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 sort of seem to write Watford up without doing any element of of research into into these sort of players that are coming in and and why we're signing them and you know know, the Watford situation has been going on for three years now and you're still hearing people respected people in the media talking about loans and short-term gain and stuff like that and it's it should be apparent, just with the scratching the surface, that what Watford do, what the Pozzo family do, is they they use a massive scouting network to 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 get in players that are decent.
1: True, but the thing is, you can the the previews I've enjoyed are the ones that include at least include uh, points of view of uh, of fans. And the Guardian have done some really good um, little videos, uh, which yeah, fan Matt Rousen did. And in, in each one of those, they've actually tried to get if one of the Guardian journalists is a fan of that club, they've done it. And also, we've yeah. got a fan to do it. And you go, okay, that's how you're feeling. That's where, yeah. and then and when I saw the Watford one, of course, it was at the end, because we're W and they do in alphabetical order, um, <laughs> that we got, I knew that what Matt was saying and what Simon Burson was saying was exactly how I was feeling. And therefore, I can look at all the other clubs. And when I hear their fans, I go, right, that's exactly how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it, <laughs> but but, I, but I, I, I'm getting annoyed at Watford fans going, Whoa, you know, getting angry at it. Don't get angry at it. Just understand it.
0: <laughs> I, think that's a, I think that's a natural, a kind of a natural reaction because we're all very protective over Watford in, in, in different ways and that manifests itself in different ways. Some people, you know, get cross and get in a bit of argy-bargy with other supporters on, on social media. Some people take the message. And we are very, very protective, and some probably more than any of us should be. So I do understand that reaction. Um, but I think it's, we, we should see our role as sort of almost like educators um and mm-hmm. say, well look actually if you I remember having a bit of a, a Barney with a guy who he was a Palace fan. It was either before or after the premiere after the playoff and he didn't understand what we were doing. He didn't understand that it that what the Watford, what for what Pot Potso family do is actually a sustainable model. He thought it was just wham bam, in we go and I explained it to him, and ever since he's been very supportive, and we've re- we've remained sort of on on good terms via via social media. We we, we often catch up about football. So interesting, I told you him the, exa- interesting,
1: Mark. You didn't use the word friend. Sorry? <laughs> we, we kept in touch, We're not friend. Go, ahead. friend,
0: friend, Twitter friend. So I do understand the reaction um, from Watford supporters, but I think you also have to remember that has to be tempered with the fact that this is going to be really really tough. We're going to Everton on on. Um, Tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. I cannot wait. Um, <laughs> and, you know, what? they've been in the Premier League for how long? Um, you know, they've been in Europe. Um, this is tough and these are the games we've got week in, week out. And we haven't seen this football side, our team, the no. team that's going to take the pitch tomorrow, play a competitive fixture
1: and the, and under it... this new
0: manager. And, and so how can we be... We have every right to assume that we've got the, the players in who are going to do the business. We've got every right to assume we've got a manager in they can do the business. But we and know... That, so you,
1: you, but Mike, you're saying that exactly what, in fact, all those previews that fans are getting angry at, saying we're going to finish 20th, they're the exact reasons they're giving. If you've got to pick three teams or teams in order, who are you going to put at the bottom? The one that's got 10 new players and another yeah. man, a new manager. That's they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're good reasons, if you ask me, and why yeah. you would put and, us in 20th.
0: And on top of that, it's still little old Rockford. It yeah. is. It is still people view Watford as a, as, as an irrelevance. Um, certainly in the Premier League, where they haven't, I, I assume, well, r- rightly or wrongly, that a lot of a lot of supporters of Premier League clubs don't stay up to watch the football league show and don't take too much interest in in the in the in the leagues below. Because well, why would you, I guess? But so, I think there's there's a, a, still a, a huge lack of understanding of what, what Watford stand for. There's probably pe- you ask people to think about Watford, they might mention Elton John. Uh, Graham Taylor, Luther Blissett, and John Barnes, and probably Long Ball, because yeah. you know when we when we got promoted first time round to the um, to the first division back in eighty two eighty three. I did a season long piece for the for the program, which involved me talking to the players and staff who were involved at the time, but also and perhaps more interestingly, going through the the media coverage that we got. Um, and initially, we were viewed as Long Ball merchants. Um, a bit of a you know a fly in the ointment, if you like, and long pass.
1: Was it long pass we meant to call it? As yeah, well, of fans. course it was.
0: We know, we know, we know exactly. Long pass, right? yes. <laughs> um, but as the season went on, and we were beating the best teams in the country, yeah. and we still weren't getting any any um, any credit from from some sections of the media. We still weren't getting um, any credit from from opposition managers. We were still viewed as like just this sort of. Little upstarts who would eventually get a comeuppance. Well, actually, we finished second. We got into Europe and we got to an FA Cup final. So, how you like them up? But even in the face of that success, we were we were sort of dismissed. So, and I still think that that, that, that there is that stigma attached to Watford, um, just because you know, because there just is. Um, so you add that into um, you add that perception into the whole new players, the supposed revolving door of managers, the the lack of understanding about the about the ownership and 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 their their intentions and their their model and it 's not difficult to see why people um pick us to go down, but that's they're lazy reasons they yeah. they're, they're, and it's just rubbish if you're going if you 're going to talk about football on a public forum at least at least do do at least try and work out what 's going on there you know i wouldn't i don 't really understand what's happening at Bournemouth with their owner i know he 's got lots of money but i couldn't tell you how much he's put in um or you know what the setup financially is there, so I wouldn't dream of sort of saying, well, you know, you know what I mean. And, yeah, but yeah. these people who are paid to do it, uh, or supporters who are happy enough to spout off about Watford and how it's a joke and this, that, and the other, just just take the time to read one article like that, the Guardian article, and and you'd understand so much more. Well, it not... may be that it may be that Watford finished bottom. It may be we might get Troy Deeney might get injured tomorrow. Um, what you know, we might have suspensions every other week. It, it, it might happen, but. We're in with a much much better chance than we have been previously, and I'm just so excited. The players have got to knit together. Um, the manager has got to. It took it took us three goes under the potos to get up, um, and it took us sort of two and I guess a third seasons before we saw that squad develop into what, what a team under under Slav. And it, you know, it felt that there was that real connection between management, players, and supporters. Mm. Uh, you know, spoken about that Bolton game where everyone was obviously on board then, and that was. That felt like the time where it all clicked and I thought, right, this this is happening. We're an unstoppable force now. And um, you know, I, I realised the other day that, that that away game at Bournemouth, where we lost 2-0, that was the last time we lost away. And also the last time we didn't score more than two in an away game, I think. Okay. Um, so that gives you some ideas of the momentum we have built up under Slava with that with that team. And that's all gone you have to face the fact that that is that has now gone because the squad's completely different and the manager's different so there is there is a hurdle to overcome there but we've got the tools um it's over to it's over to the guys now and they have to hit the ground running and um, uh, sanchez Flores has been very um very bullish in his comments in the last um last couple of days in his press conference saying he's he's happy that they're we're ready to go so what more can we do, but
1: um, sit back, watch and, uh, and enjoy it, really. Well, um, I, you got your prediction of 16th uh, for the season. Um, I'm not going to ask you for a prediction for tomorrow um, because I looked up, the BBC put a thing up on their website today called My Premier League Years or something like that. Um, right. And um, I shared it on our, our Twitter feed, at uh, what the podcast And you, you put your date of birth in and the club you support... And um, that sort of stuff and it tells you the history of your football club during your life so I can tell you that Watford won 2-0 against Newcastle United the first game after I was born Um, but the the most common score since I've been a Watford fan 1-1 so from now on I'm I'm never making another prediction I'm just going to say (laughs) 1-1 but I wanted to predict what's going to happen in tomorrow's game
0: What's going to happen? I think we'll see um, an early rush of bookings for for players, probably, because I think they'll be super excited. I think we'll, we'll see us um, having large periods of, um, of pressure. Um, I think we'll give Everton a big scare. Um, I think we'll probably concede a goal that will make us think, ah, right, we're up against some tough, uh, tough opposition. Um, I think there'll be some dubious uh, refereeing decisions going against us. Uh, but I think overall, it's just going to be a hairs on the back of the neck moment to see our Watford team out on the Premier League pitch. And I think whatever happens tomorrow, it'll be uh, a hugely proud and exciting day for all of us. And I just can't wait. Whatever the outcome, you know, lose 5 and I'll still be watching Match of the Day. We're in the Match of the Day titles. We're in there. We're in with a chance. Um, and like I say, I think against what most people say, we're going we're gonna to give a good account of ourselves. And I just can't wait to see, you know, our heroes, basically, strutting their stuff against against some of those other established names in the Premier League and hopefully giving them a bloody nose, giving them something to think about um, and making sure that they understand what they are here to stay.
1: 38 games of Premier League greatness to come.
0: Cheers, Mike. See you soon. Come on, you will oh! A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end.